there's something about you that needs to change in order to achieve that goal. Also, what we can also think about is what we're feeling right now when we're not at the goal. Anything, if you attach enough emotion to it, you tend to remember it. I think when you find something that you enjoy doing, mm-hmm. the hard work doesn't feel like work. Hello everyone, welcome back to Refreshing the Human with myself, Hannah Pillow. And this month we are all about goal setting. And we this is a podcast about shared experiences and human connection and finding that line of humanity that I think we sometimes forget, right? So joining me today is Kathy. Is it Kathy Kamo? Kamau. Kamau. Hi, Kathy. Hi, how are you doing? Hello, Hannah. I'm all right. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And I'm really hoping that we can connect today and find similarities on goal setting. Kathy has some really interesting stories to share about setting goals in her own life. I think we've all been at that place in our life where we had to overcome something or we had to figure something out. So I'm hoping that um, there's a lot of people out there that will be able to connect to Kathy's story. So hi, Kathy, would you like to introduce yourself to the guests? Yes. Uh, hello, uh, my name is Kathy Kamau and I am a lifestyle coach. Uh, I've been doing this for the last two years and my main mantra is that we as women, especially you can have it all, you can have the the career, you can have the happiness in life and find fulfillment in life no matter what you are going through. Yeah, I love that. Someone who can just be all and do all, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that, that that was something that I actually, I mentioned on another po- podcast when I was a little kid, I always imagined myself being the superwoman, you know, with the career and the kids, because I think as women growing up, we are often told that we have to choose, you know, we have to, yeah. uh, I know I, I personally have been told that I have to choose my career ca- carefully so that I can be a full-time mom and my career needs to revolve around that. That's what I was told growing up. Uh, do you know what? That it's not just growing up. I hear that even today. Even today when I'm struggling sometimes, because we all have struggles when I'm struggling in my career and I'm also struggling to, ju- to juggle my home life. Sometimes the advice I'll normally get from people is, well, maybe you need to reduce your hours or find a different job or, you know, there's always that the, the compromise, but I'm always the stubborn saying, do you know what? I can have it all. I can have everything and also be fulfilled and happy and find joy and meaning in life. Yeah, absolutely. And we are moving into that era where a woman can do anything a man can do. And yeah. I mean, men are doing it, you know, yeah. um, uh, men can bloody hell be house husbands too, you know, and some of, yeah. some, some men actually like that, you know? Exactly, yeah. So I think we can um, find, and even men, they're now sharing your your maternity leave, aren't they? So, for example, in your nine months of maternity leave, a woman can go back to work early and give the man some time to bond with the kid. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a whole different era, I think. 
totally, totally different. So, um, yeah. So, Kathy, I see in your bio you mentioned that you help people to unpack their baggage, right? Yes. And I love that. Uh, it, it just gives me a visual, you know, like of everyone with like lots of baggage to <laughs> unpack and all these emotions coming out. So, yes. if you had to tell the audience, what does that look like in practice to unpack your baggage? How do we unpack baggage? So, as we grow up as we go on through life i tend to think we pick up a lot of stuff in our conscious mind and sometimes in our subconscious mind that's not our own so we tend to pick up opinions of other people we tend to go through sometimes traumatic experiences and a traumatic experience doesn't have to be one experience that really shook you it's just it could go go as tiny as just an experience that was imprinted in your brain which means sometimes you're not able to move past that mm. so what i would say i'm packing the baggage is facing yourself and being true and honest and facing inwards and asking yourself what's preventing me to go into the next step of my life mm. or where I want to be and then unpacking that and picking that up and seeing where the fears lies and where the shame or guilt or there's so many baggage <laughs> so much baggage that a person can carry and then just being kind to yourself and loving yourself enough to uh, unpack it and work through it and be mm -hmm. able to you know live the fulfilled life that you want to of course so when we unpacking this baggage right say for example i'm sitting with pick i'm gonna pick something random here yeah. uh say i'm sitting with a lot of shame in my life right now when i unpack the shame where mm -hmm. do I unpack it too? So I'm just picturing, right? Unpacking my bag. When I yeah. unpack my bag, I take it out of my bag and I put it in my closet. So yes. when I'm unpacking the shame, what am I doing with it? Where is it going? That's a very good question. And you know what I tend to believe is that we as humans, what happens is when we go through an experience, like for example, an experience that could have been labeled as a shameful experience, we tend to clench and emotionally so um it, it's it's kind of like closing your heart so you don't fully experience that shame but then you always and as a protective way for a brain to protect you from another experience like that you tend to avoid anything related to that experience so when you unpack the baggage what you do you actually first of all, experience it from a very different perspective so for example if you were seven and you went through something that made you feel shame, what I would say is that now you approach that perspective from the adult that you are. Because as an adult, there's some things that you would have, you would see now that you wouldn't have seen as a kid because emotionally you're more mature and there's some logic that you wouldn't have applied as a kid. So when you do that, you learn to actually let go of some of those things that made you clench and, and hold on to that shame. And then secondly, it's actually feel allowing yourself to feel the full extent of it. And I know this is beyond the norm. People say, just let it go and throw <laughs> it away. But that's, that's, that's the same as clenching and closing your heart and not letting it. You, you have to sit enough and be comfortable enough to sit with your feelings and let them go through your heart and let them fully fully feel the whatever was feeling and then you're able to let it go and move on with life because you've allowed yourself to kind of like strip off what 
what was holding you back. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. So what I'm hearing here is that when we unpacking our feelings, maybe it's sitting in our emotions are sitting in our heart. We're feeling it in, yeah. you know, we're feeling it in a, in an unprocessed manner, like you said. Yes, and yeah. when we're unpacking it, we want to connect it to what our mind is saying. And we want to, we want to process it. We want to think about it. We want to feel it. Yes. And we, we want to analyze it. So we're not actually unpacking it like we're unpacking a suitcase and taking it out. But yeah. we, we're just bringing it to the surface. Yes, you're bringing it to the surface and then not letting it um, continue to rule your life. Not letting it continue to um, make you make different decisions. So it's it's letting it float through your 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 conscious mind, so you can see it, acknowledge it, and then whenever now you're faced with a situation where you would have retracted and gone back to feeling shame, you will you will have it in your presence, which means you'll say, "Well, I'm reacting like this because." this happened but today i'm going to make a different choice sure okay great totally love that agree with that um so i was i was just chatting to you earlier on and we are all about goal setting this month and um you have a really interesting story about goals that you were just telling me about would you like to get into that here um, yes yeah uh, sure um i was saying that uh, as a type a personality i'm new, i'm not new to making goals i think i've made goals since i was very little uh but you use different approaches towards making goals and one of the one i remember most was when i was changing my career um and i had a baby i was a single mom and i was on maternity leave and i was thinking about what to do next and it it the the way I probably use it more now the way I set that goal because I feel like I I achieved more with it than I have with most of the things I've tried. So instead of just setting a goal, because for me a goal can be it's cold, it sounds cold. It's like I'm setting a goal, and uh, I was saying about how one of my favorite motivational speakers, Zig Ziglar, he said that you cannot you can't hit. Uh, you you will miss or you are designed to miss 100% of the targets that you have not set. Because if you think about it, even if you are thinking of, about a ship that's leaving the dock, if it has no destination, there's no way it's going to go anywhere. It's just going to go around the Atlantic or whatever ocean it's going around. So you do need to set a destination to go to, and that's the definition of a goal. So what I did is I decided to set a destination. And for me, that was to get a job where I would be able to uh, work nine to five, but also be a flexible enough to work from home and, you know, take care of my child as well. And uh, so what I did at that time is I broke it down in terms of that destination so that was the destination I wanted to but there were steps to get to that destination because I think one of the mistakes that we make is that you set the goal and then you leave it lying there in a cupboard until next year where you think oh I did set a goal and you you know you don't hit it at all so I had a destination but I needed to have steps of how to get to that destination did I need a new qualification did I need to um 
get trained in by a different person what jobs were out there and what could i do every day to make myself more viable to be able to hit the ground running when i came off maternity leave so that's one of the things i realized but the second thing also is about the comfort zone if you think about any particular goal any goal that you set you are setting something outside of your comfort zone otherwise it wouldn't be a zone it wouldn't be a goal think about it if you have for example if you want to lose weight uh you 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 would have to get out of your comfort zone you would have to eat the right foods or exercise a bit more than you do in order to achieve that goal or that destination so for me it's learning that when i set a goal i am setting myself to get out of my comfort zone and if you think about the definition of a goal and i'll go back to my story it's basically setting an intention and applying enough will to that intention to get out of your comfort zone in order to achieve whatever you want to achieve so for me uh during that time because i was busy during the day and i had to retrain and do uh, project management courses so what i did is i decided to get myself a a a like a, a, a um what is it? a timetable i would say so i would wake up in the morning and every day i would work towards that final destination and i had different milestones to get there you can tell that i'm a project manager because i had different milestones to get to the goal but i decided that i was going to ensure that every day i worked even if it was 30 minutes towards that goal whether it was doing the project management calls whether it was going to a a a meeting where i could socialize with people in the same field as i did so that's exactly what i did i applied myself every day using the small steps that i had um listed be- when i set the goal and finally by the end of it when i found myself in an interview i found myself that i was able to one explain myself very freely i was experienced enough in that field i had met enough people in that field to have connections so i ended up having an amazing job that i was able to then juggle and you know spend time with my child and juggle everything that comes with motherhood and working and yeah so for me i'm very proud of that moment oh definitely you should be um how long did it take you to to go from the start to getting your first job as a project manager i would say about 6 months wow that's not that long yeah i would say about 6 months but you see it's 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 when you really um you've got to record it as well you've got to make sure that okay i have a destination but what steps am i taking to get to that and sometimes you can achieve your goals way faster than obviously um people think that you can Mm-mm, I love that. Yeah. And I like like earlier you mentioned that there's no one way to achieve your goals. There's it, there's different ways for different people. And you mentioned that you are a type A personality. Can you explain to the audience what a type A personality is? Uh basically it's a person who tries to overachieve everything. <laughs> and trust me that comes with its own baggage yes which i have uh, unpacked and still unpacking um but a type a personality is an overachiever the go getter the person that just you know they they don't stop they are on to the next thing on to the next thing sure so 
Um, we spoke a lot about unpacking our baggage and um, you gave a really cool story about achieving one of your goals. How yeah. do you think the two align? How do you think unpacking our baggage can align with setting and achieving goals? Oh, they go hand in hand. They definitely go hand in hand because every time you're setting your goal, like I mentioned, you're coming out of your comfort zone and your comfort zone is nice. That's why it's called a comfort zone. It's nice. It's chill. You, you get to do everything there. Now, when you're telling me to get out of my comfort zone, like for example, I used to hate, um, absolutely hate completely going out and socializing, especially for work purposes, networking, networking is my pet peeve. <laughs> so and then I, 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 for me, I knew for my career, I definitely needed to network. There's no way I could, I could achieve a lot, but then I thought, right, why do I not like networking? Now that was me unpacking my baggage. Like what about, so my goal, for example, in that case was to be able to go comfortably and network without sweating <laughs> or feeling uncomfortable or just sitting in the corner and having a cup of tea, which I have done before. <laughs> um, so I, I started unpacking that baggage. I started asking myself, when I set that goal, I started asking myself, why do I not like networking what is it about me and I found out that I was very shy and I didn't like making small talk and I felt really um even insecure about just looking at another person in the eye and telling them about my life and asking them you know for me it was there was something about that that made me so uncomfortable and I had to sit down with myself and ask where did this come from at what point did I decide in my entire life between uh, zero to my age now, what point did I decide, right, talking to strangers is not a fun thing because that was my brain's mechanism of trying to protect me from that because for, for some reason my brain saw it as danger, hence the sweating, hence the, the adrenaline kicking in. So once I sat down and I unpacked it and I found out that it came from, like, for example, in school where people who, because um, I grew up in a different culture like yourself and a, a different country as well. But for me, people in authority in my culture were seen as, you know, they, they were better than anybody who wasn't in authority. Yeah. So <laughs> as a child, for example, a teacher was, way better than me so I couldn't really and children were to be seen and not heard mm. so I developed this personality where even at work where if I had a boss or somebody who was senior than me I would hide myself I would get out of the way if I saw them walking towards me I would change directions because it's just something that I learned is that they're senior therefore I am not even allowed in any proximity of them so once I unpacked, I unpacked that from the adult um, perspective, I realized that, well, that was a different culture then. It's different now. And from all the work I've done about getting, gaining confidence and high self-esteem, I learned that, you know what, I'm the same. And there's so, many, there's so much value I can provide even because if you think about networking, you'll meet people who are senior VPs of a company and you're like, oh my God, how can I? But then I thought I can give them a perspective. I can listen. Listening is very good. So after I unpacked all of that, I then decided to delve out of my comfort zone. And boy, was that scary because the sweating didn't just stop because I set a destination or a goal. And they, you know, 
the stammering <laughs> didn't stop when I met somebody to talk to them. But I ended up going to a lot of um um, to a lot of networking events and now I'm comfortable doing that now I'm comfortable having that conversation with anybody I can talk to any from senior to junior I, I'm comfortable doing that but it made me get out of my comfort zone and unpack that baggage that came with it as well yeah that that's a great visual ex, um, example of how baggage and uh, goal setting can so align I, I've never thought about it that way myself when it comes yeah. to setting goals but it's so true isn't it yeah um, yeah I love that but l- let's talk a little bit more about the technical side of goal setting because I know like the audience is really looking for some action points that they can take yeah. on and what they can actually do so we are uh, in into the new year as this episode will come out in January. Yeah. So yeah, we are into the new year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in this time, everyone is, well, firstly, we, uh, most people are feeling deflated from 2020 because 2020 was shit. Yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, we're feeling maybe unmotivated, deflated. Yes. What can we do with our new year goals because this is the time everyone's like oh I'm gonna lose 10 kgs I'm gonna run a marathon I'm going to start a new career mm-hmm. what can we do what steps can we take to start ensuring we are creating sustainable goals not just new year's goals that are going to crash and burn in February all done those yes <laughs> all done those there are some goals where I have set and then never went back to them but the first thing I would say in that case is first of all it's not just setting a goal it's setting an intention remember we say the goal is an intention that you apply will to to get out of your comfort zone so for me, it's setting that intention and actually writing it down because there is something about taking pen to paper and writing something down. And it's not saying lose 10 kgs. That's not a sustainable goal, as you'd like to call it, because who's losing 10 kgs? Why? When? What? what? <laughs> and 10 kgs of what? 10 kgs <laughs> of blood? Maybe. <laughs> Exactly. There's so many variations to that. So for me, the way I would write, for example, that goal down, I would say is that I intend to um, become more healthy by losing 10 kgs of um, weight between this time and this time. And I will do so by and then you list down all the things that you will do. So I will eliminate fatty foods. I will I will exercise. I'll eat more salads. I'll reduce my carb intake. I'm not a, a dietitian, so don't <laughs> but what I would say because I've done also a weight loss goal as well. But that's the same thing I applied. So you first write it down, but write it as an intention, not just a lose ten kgs. Write it as an intention, and then list the things that are required for you to get there and the most important thing I think for this is also think about what kind of person do I need to become to be that new to be that goal for that goal to be achieved so you can't achieve the goal again it's out of the comfort zone you can't achieve any goal by being the same person think about it there's something about you that needs to change in order to achieve that goal so, for example, if you're losing the 10 kgs, what kind of person do you need to do? You, be, you need to be more conscious of what you're eating. You need to be more healthy. You need to be um, more active in your life. So 
that's a that's the cup so instead of when you're writing down the things or the steps that you need to take think about what kind of person do i need to be in order to achieve that mm, so it's and, a mindset thing then as well right yeah exactly and and the second thing is once you write down your intention and the kind of person you need to do you need and people don't do this people skip over this step you need to apply enough emotion and enough visualization or visual status to your goal in order to achieve it. So the way I look at it, there's three types of people when it comes to goal setting. There's the drifter who never sets goals. Then they, they're like a balloon, you know, they just go where the flow of life takes them. And, you Sounds know. good. Wish yeah. I was that. <laughs> And then there's the doer who I think is like the type A personality that will go on. They'll they'll do what they need to be done. A lot of pressure in that one, right? (laughs) A lot of pressure in that one. Yes, agreed. And the doer tends to be very self-critical of themselves because Mm -hmm. if they don't hit it, they see it as a failure. And then, so there's a drifter, there's the doer, and there's just the... um, the other person, I forget the name of name them, but the third one, they tend to be like kind of an in-between of the door and the drifter. So they'll do something for a little bit and then they'll stop because they've mm-hmm. lost interest or they've forgotten or whatever. So writing it down and thinking about the person you need to become is important, but also visualizing that person or visualizing the emotion that that person will feel is very important because then you you've attached enough if you anything if you attach enough emotion to it you tend to remember it because mm-hmm. think about it even our past dramas is because there's enough emotion attached to something that we are able to remember it vividly for sure so we can do the same thing to goals you have to just set enough emotion and visualization towards the person who you you want to be in order to achieve that goal Mm-hmm. so you can achieve basic that goal so for example if you want to be out of debt is that if that's your 2021 goal what what does that person feel when they are out of debt you know because when you're in debt you are you feel like everything is crashing and you know you, you don't have enough how does that person feel do they feel freedom do they feel like they can um they, they they can they have more money at the end of the month how does that fit and if you connect to that emotion then trust me you'll be able to push harder towards that goal because what happens when you set your goal your subconscious mind is like nah i don't like getting out of my comfort zone i'm gonna be here so i'm gonna do everything in my power to trip you up because mm-hmm. i do not want to get out of my comfort zone for you to apply enough will to be able to get out of that comfort zone you need to be able to have a strong vision and a strong emotion attached to that vision Mm. so it's almost like we're using that emotion as a motivation so it's like oh i'm going to feel so much more lighter and happier and energetic if i lose 10 kgs whereas i think also what we can also think about is what we're feeling right now when we're not at the goal and what we will feel when we are at the goal and that that could also create a very strong visual for us and very strong motivation for us, right? Exactly. And yeah, you've basically said my, my last point, which is making choices. And this is something I do every day. Before I get out of bed every morning, I have to think about, I normally have seven choices that I, 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 I choose. So these are the things I want to achieve. They're called choices or goals or intentions, whatever you want to call them. But before you get out of 
bed every day you need to remind your brain and tell it right so I need to lose 10 kgs or probably you've lost 10. Say now it's nine kgs. Say you've, it's, it's February and you've lost one kg already. Yeah. Progress. <laughs> Progress, yeah. So you need to think about, okay, so this is where I am. I am nine kgs overweight. So I need to lose nine kgs. And what do I need to do to get there? Today, I'm going to do one, two, three, four. And then you attach that to the emotion. What emotion am I going to feel when I achieve my goal? So every day you make that choice. You go from where I am to where I want to be. And then think about the emotion you'll feel as you go through that journey. Mm, I love that. I love using our emotions as a way to motivate us. That's a very um, positive way of looking at our emotions and using it as a driving force. That's really cool. Um, I also just wanted to say to the audience that these are all um, personal experiences and um, your, your, you know, it's, it's not exactly advice that we can give you, but it is something you could try. And if it works for you, that's great, but it's not, you know, sometimes we do need uh, a coach, a lifestyle coach or a mentor or someone who knows us personally to be able to help us design our goals for us. But these are great ideas to discuss. And if you want to try them, try them. If they don't work for you, that's okay. Try something else. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. And you know what? That's, that's a very good point because when it comes to goal setting and everything, I think most importantly is about self-love. Uh, it's about <laughs> knowing that you are human, refreshingly human. As you <laughs> and it's loving yourself through the process. And whenever you trip up and it's allowing yourself to trip up and, and getting up again, that's the most important thing. So if something doesn't work, all you have to do is adjust it to what you, you mm-hmm. as a person feel most comfortable with. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Because like, I think for me personally, um, I, uh, I'm a bit, I, I am very goal driven myself. And uh, I do agree with a lot of what you said. But some of the things I think wouldn't work for me as a person, because, um, well, I think I'm, I'm very much more, I don't think I would use my emotions to, to motivate me. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I kind of, I have other motivations okay. <laughs> for myself, you know, okay. so, but it's a great theory and it's a great idea and I'm sure it will work for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I just think that maybe for me personally, it's not my way of doing it. Um, but that's why I think it's important for us to, to know ourselves or to get to know ourselves, to know what works for us. And if we don't try something, we'll never know if it works, right? Yes, yes, that's true. That's true. If you look at any, like, for example, you've mentioned, I don't know if you're willing to share any motivation for your goal yeah um it's a good question uh, what what motivates me and i think it's just self fulfillment for me mm-hmm. um i think for me like like i have um a lot of my audience know this i have actually lost 25 kilograms on my own wow. and yeah and um for me it's just that i guess you could actually say it was emotions because it's kind of like self fulfilling prophecy that i I did this. I'm proud of myself. And it's also for me, what motivates me is my belief in myself and the fact that I know I can do it. And I spoke about this in a previous episode as well, where I had a friend who did it. And when I saw her doing it, it motivated me to do it because I was like, if she could do it, why can't I? You know, I've seen it possibly happening. 
Yeah. Now I know it can happen, so I'm going to do it. And then it's the same for my other goals. It's kind of like I look at other people to aspire me and I'm like, oh, I really, really like. Um, so one of the people I look up to is Lily Singh. She's mm-hmm. another brown girl on, online who went from zero to billions. You know her. I love her. She's yeah. like, I've got her book here on my shelf. I've read her book like twice already wow and I use her as a motivation in my life because I'm like if she could do it why can't I yes you know and and I guess that's my motivation is that seeing that things have been done and that they are not impossible Mm -hmm. motivates me to keep going and then when you do reach those little goals you do you feel that sense of accomplishment and self-fulfillment that I did this yes this is my achievement Yes, I guess for me, it's kind of like, I guess the emotion of pride that motivates me a lot. Do you know what? Yeah, it's true. And you came back to emotion, really. It's, it's, it's what will you feel eventually when you get that, when sure. you get dream, you know, will you feel pride? Will you feel joy? Will yeah. You feel like, you know what? I'm a badass. I can actually do something. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I love Lily, like what she's achieved. And when you listen to her story as well, it's not like she came from, you know, all these riches and stuff. Mm. She worked for... She hustled, she worked, and it's so inspirational. And, you know, I used to be afraid, like you said, to step out of that comfort zone, like you just said, because it does, it takes hard work to get you from zero to to, to wherever you want to be. And it is stepping out of your comfort zone. And I used to feel afraid of how hard people say you have to work because we want to be comfortable, right? We want to live comfortable lives um but I have to say like from my personal experience I think when you find something that you enjoy doing mm-hmm. the hard work doesn't feel like work yep. it really doesn't it actually like even my day job I I love my day job so much the job that actually gives me money mm-hmm. that when I come to Monday now I have my my podcasting career and I've got my day job and when I come to Monday morning, I no longer feel that anxiety I used to feel about Monday mornings because I actually love what I do on both fronts. Yes. And, and, I, and I wake up feeling motivated and I wake up feeling happy for my day. And just like my to-do list is like, do this, 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 and this. And at the end of the day, when I've done everything, I sit back and I'm like, energized I don't feel tired I feel energized I feel like I've accomplished something in that day and like I'm moving towards a bigger picture that's 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 a very good point I think uh, I've heard of the saying I don't know if you've heard of it but it says do what you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life oh of course I used to think I used to think mm-hmm, what do you mean but it's <laughs> you if you you do what you love you, you you said you love your job and then you won't feel like it's work mm the rest of your life yeah and but I think like there there might be like I think like it's a long self journey to figuring out what it is you love you know it takes time and even for me with the podcast when I started doing it I loved it and I had a lot of passion for it Mm -hmm. but I lacked the knowledge and that lack of knowledge left me with a lot of anxiety and I also didn't believe in myself back then Okay. So I stopped. I stopped podcasting for eight months mm-hmm. because I lacked the knowledge and I lacked the self-belief. And when I came back to it, I had gained a lot of knowledge and I've, you know, I've um, 
you know, I did my work and I also went for public speaking classes as well, which I still is ongoing. So I did the self work I needed to. So when I came back, I had gotten a lot more confidence in myself and I was being able to restart this thing with the energy and the self belief I needed in the first place. So I think it's definitely a, a journey to getting to that place where you can be like, okay, this is what I love. I have the knowledge for this. I have the experience for this and I have the belief in myself for this. And all those things connect to actually loving what you do. And what you've just explained is how to set a goal 101. <laughs> <And actually laughs> it, isn't it? It's getting the knowledge, the confidence and the belief in yourself that you can achieve something and then going for it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess there's like a lot of things that go hand in hand with that for sure. Definitely. And I think, you know what, we set goals every day of our lives, every day. And if you, if you get up, you set the intention to go to the bathroom and have a shower. That's <laughs> a goal. If you think, you know, if anybody that says we you know, don't believe in goals, you people set goals every day and they achieve them. Most of, you know, if, you're, if you've had food, you've showered, you've gone to work, you've done something that you said you'd do, like exercise, that's a goal done. For sure. Yeah. For sure. That, that's a good way of looking at it because I think that can also motivate you, right? So it's like all the little things you've achieved to get you through your day even because like a lot of people suffer with chronic anxiety or depression and just getting through the day is a huge goal for them. So looking at that, those little things like I got out of bed today, I showered today, um, I put on fresh clothes today, um, I fed myself yeah, those little things that got you through the day are your goals and your accomplishments. And by the end of the day, you could be proud of them. I mean, like I said, some people getting just getting through that day is a big deal for them. Exactly. And they should be proud at the end of the day that they did that. Exactly. And it's also another point of rewarding yourself. When you hit those milestones, just reward yourself a little you know, give yourself a pat on the back, you know, don't keep looking forward so much that you miss what you've achieved and you miss the present moment. It's about enjoying the present moment as well as setting your eyes to what you need to achieve. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Because I think um, that's something that I learned with my weight loss journey. It's like when I reached where I wanted to be um, all my life, I had this number in my head and I finally reached it. But then at that number, I was still not happy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like trying to get even lower but I think my my mind was fighting my body because I needed to take time I lost 25 kilos I needed to take time to appreciate that yes celebrate that to enjoy the new wardrobe enjoy the new styles that I could wear and then when I was ready I could come back and be like okay we want to lose another two kilos let's do this now but I needed to appreciate where I was to be able to move forward Agreed. 100% agreed. Mm. So, yeah, like we did mention, like we are in a, we, we were in a stressful year. 2021 is going to continue to be stressful, I'm sure. And we are all feeling a little bit deflated, a little bit demotivated. What would your b message be to the audience to help them get motivated for the new year, to help them reignite the light inside of them for the new year what, what what could you say to them to me to yourself right do you know what uh the first thing I would say to myself and to everyone is that we have been through one of the most difficult years I think in the recent times they've been very difficult years let's not you know in the 
earlier times, but we've all been through such a hard year where we had to come out of our comfort zone and we had to learn to live differently than we were used to. So congratulations, you have made it through and you are back in 2021. So for me, that's a huge achievement. Yeah, <laughs> no, when we were celebrating Happy New Year 2020 and everyone had Vision 2020 in their goals, nobody, nobody, if somebody said, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. It's just going to go down. You'd have been like, mm, I'm not motivated or, you know, it would have been a different outcome. So we something was thrown at us and we've been able to continue being human through it all so for me as a motivation for 2021 if you have something to achieve and for me my first mantra is always love yourself more you can always love yourself a little bit more and don't beat yourself up if you don't achieve something or you didn't achieve something last year this year is the start is the start of the rest of your life and i know that's cliche but it's true every day every new day you wake up is the beginning of the rest of your life so whatever you you're looking to or intending to achieve this year or in the upcoming years just go for it because you deserve it more you deserve it that's that's the bottom line you deserve it and you can do it so just believe in yourself and get into it yeah absolutely and I I think I definitely want to stress that like you said it's a new year but we have the opportunity to start new every single day and we we do this new year burnout goal setting because we think like oh it's a new fresh year then last year somehow gets cancelled out it's a nice thought it's a nice yeah But you know what? The years all roll into each other. The days all roll into each other. So you have that power to restart every single day and to, you know, to, to, you know, you, maybe you slipped off the wagon on one of your goals and you can just get back on the wagon. You can get back on the wagon the next freaking minute. You don't even have to wait for the next Yeah. true we tend to have this thing about you know the new year it's a new or a new month and everyone seems to start something on a monday yeah you know you say i'll just continue eating the junk food i'll start my diet on monday and that does so much more damage doesn't it it does it does you you tend to end up yeah you that that's what you're telling to what you need to think about is what are you telling your mind at that moment what are you telling your brain at that moment is that i'm free to indulge in, in myself or whatever until a time in the future where i'm not accountable for if you choose to be accountable then and then and say i'm stopping now you you've given yourself way more power than yeah. if you waited for the next month Mm. oh yeah exactly definitely and so yeah so so start now I would say definitely <laughs> don't don't wait and I love that I love I love that it's um being accountable because it kind of reminds me of like when we say oh that's future Hannah's problem future Hannah will sort <laughs> that out uh, <laughs> like, and then future Hannah comes and you're like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> that's another future Hannah's problem yeah, that's just keep putting it off. <laughs> keep putting it off until the day you stand up and you say, right, I'm going to choose to be accountable. And it's the same as don't wait for the next year. If you miss something, then say, oh, if you'd say that would save 10 pounds every week or whatever, don't be like, oh, I've I've missed this. I've missed January, so I'll start in 2022. Yeah, that's a better idea because you won't. 
You won't. And by the time 2022 comes, you would have maybe put on 20 more pounds. Exactly. (laughs) Putting yourself back. (laughs) Exactly. So start now, whatever little step, the journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. That's what you Yeah. So yeah, Kathy, um, it's been great having you on. I loved your perspective. I loved your, um, your ideas and your story. Thanks so much for sharing it with uh, our community. And, um, where can we find you? If anyone wants to find you further, where can we find you? Yeah, so uh, you can go on YouTube. Um, I normally release videos every Sunday on topics like this. It's uh, www. Well, it's YouTube at CNK Motivation or Instagram is the same CNK Motivation. And uh, if you need, I think you'll leave my email. If you need to email me for some personal work, I am available just uh, drop me an email. Great. I'll pop all of that in the show notes. So if anyone wants to reach Kathy, they can uh, find her in my show notes. And yeah, thanks so much again. And uh, happy new year. Happy, happy new year. <laughs> happy 2021. And I hope that you also have, um, you know, achieve everything you want to this year as well. Thank you. And you too. great well we'll see you guys all next time and goodbye thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of refreshingly human with myself hannah pillow it's been great having you join me today if you liked my content please do share it with a friend you think would find it interesting and subscribe to the show as well i would love to have you listening in to many episodes to come you can find me on the socials i'm on facebook as refreshingly human and instagram as hannah pillow see you next time